Broadcasting live from the KVXL studios at Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. The Frittle Show with Crystal Heath. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on His side? Faith, family, freedom. For me, it's very simple. I think we've got to... We've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda. A voice in the desert. Now, here's Crystal Heath. And hello, Las Vegas. I am back. My voice has finally returned. I've still got some phlegm issues that I'm dealing with, but I won't bore you with those details. Overall, things are going very well. I'm still kind of um, nasally because of the uh the phlegm if you will but it's a weird nasally like i can get really deep or my voice can go higher still working out but the good thing is i can actually talk i went through what was it tuesday wednesday thursday it was either four or five days in a row where i literally could not speak there were two days that nothing came out of my mouth when i tried to talk like, literally no sound. I have never been that deprived of a voice for two days in a row in my entire life that I can remember. I've lost my voice. Since I've started doing radio, I've noticed that I lose my voice more. Probably because I use my voice more than I used to. But uh, I've, I've lost it a couple times since I've started doing radio. Seems to be if I have a, have a, a period of time where I'm doing live shows as well as doing a lot of pre-recording. That seems to take a toll on it. But... Um, yeah, I've never had I've never had it was it was it was like an entire week that my voice really really struggled in two days where there was just absolutely nothing. And then when it came back, it came back very slowly. It sounded like a frog with laryngitis for about 2 days and then uh Minnie Mouse or Mickey, either way. You could pick your mouse. I could do a perfect imitation without even trying. It was it was interesting and it was fun and I think it really it's good that things like this happen because I never really think about on a daily basis what a blessing it is to be able to speak and to be able to communicate and to be able to quip back when Pastor Shore makes fun of you for having no voice or Pastor Tice laughs at you because you sound like a dying duckling. But oh... Oh, the things we can say now. <laughs> Pastor Shore. Now that the voice is back, it is just fantastic. And there's so many things like having a voice that we take for granted every day. Anyone who says they don't have something to be thankful for is lying. They just haven't looked enough. If you are breathing right now, you have something to be thankful for. If you can talk, if you can see, if you can walk, if you can taste, if you can smell, if you can hear... So many things that we can and we should be thankful for every day. Not just, but the hard thing is we forget about them because we just take them for granted, don't we? I can't remember the last time I thanked God for the ability to speak until the ability to speak was taken away from me. And then all of a sudden when it started coming back, boy, was I grateful. But there's so many things that we could thank God for on a daily basis that I think sometimes we just forget because... It's it's normal for us, and we're so used to living in such a great state of blessing, even in our country. If you look at the things that we have, that we have, and I've talked about this before, the fact that we can turn on hot and cold water, 
pretty much any time we want. By the way, that's another thing. We don't really think about, we don't really thank God for, we don't really uh, pray for until, you know, last week I'm at a hotel and we we were there for uh, two nights, three days basically, and two of those days there was no hot water. Let me tell you what, you pray about hot water real fast when it's not there. Because <laughs> it's just, um, yeah. Yeah, especially after you've been skiing and, and you just need to be clean and... Huh. So many things, so many things in life we have to be grateful for. And I'm grateful for you all tuning in, being here today, for your patience with me last week and then earlier uh, this week. So last week is my voice. This this week I, I couldn't do a live show, uh, one, because my voice was still recovering, but also and mainly because I've actually been uh, out of town for the past few days. I'm going to get with you and tell you about that in just a second. But first of all, this is my official welcome now that we're, what, four minutes into the show here? Uh, five minutes into the show. <laughs> welcome. This is The Frittle Show on KVXL 101.1. FM Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. There you go. Now we've got our, our disclaimer out of the way, if you will. Thank you for being here. Uh, so the reason I have not been here live this week is because I was with a group of pastors who went up to Carson City to visit with our uh, state senators, state assemblymen and assemblywomen, our governor, our attorney general, our treasurer, our secretary of state, our controller. This group of pastors got together and they went up to Carson City and it was really uh, just phenomenal. It was an awesome opportunity. I'm so glad I was able to take part in it. It's called Capital Connections Nevada. And if you're here in Las Vegas or you attend Liberty Baptist Church, I believe you'll be able to see a highlight reel from our trip, God willing, uh, this coming Sunday morning. So be sure to be here. Uh, for that. But basically, I'm, I'll give you a little rundown here. I can't get into everything. Uh, but if, you, if, if you're here Sunday morning, I think you're going to hear a lot of exciting and good things. But we had this group of, I, I believe it was eight churches, roughly 20 pastors, as well as some church staffers who were able to visit Carson City earlier this week to visit with our, um, with our legislators. And what I loved about this trip was that our purpose was not to lobby these people or to discuss politics. No, our purpose in visiting the Capitol was simply to connect pastors with their politicians, to get to know our elected officials and to thank them for their service to our state. And as part of that process, we were able to present Bibles with their names engraved on them uh, to, I believe, about 40 legislators, as well as pray with and give the gospel to many of them. Uh, We also met with our attorney general as a group and with our secretary of state as a group, as well as with Governor Sandoval. Then we had some different uh, smaller groups that were able to meet with some other individuals. But uh, due to appointments and time constraints, those were the three uh, row offices that we were able to meet with as a group. And our visit with the governor was probably my favorite. I'll tell you a little bit about that in a few minutes. Again, I can't give away away all the secrets. Uh, You want to be here Sunday morning. You want to hear more about this. But if you've never been to Carson City before, let's just start there. I'll try and describe it for you. Uh, There's actually two separate buildings that are are the main uh, elements of the Capitol, if you will. You have the legislative building, which holds the Senate and the Assembly. Uh, That would basically be our state version, so you know how in Washington, in D.C., we have Congress, which is made up of the Senate and uh, the House of Representatives. So on a state level, 
each state will have its own uh, state government, which is made up of a state senate and either a state house of representatives or like what we call it here in Nevada, we have a state uh, assembly. But essentially it's the same thing. It would be if you were to have a state house of representatives, we just call them assemblymen and assemblywomen because we have a state assembly. So you have the legislative building, which houses the assembly and the senate. Um, and the, the associated members' offices for those, their hearing rooms, their committee rooms, and that type of thing. Then you have the Capitol building. And the Capitol building is, is really quite small, but very nice. And uh, it houses the, uh, excuse me, it houses the governor and the lieutenant governor's offices, the treasurer, the controller, and the secretary of state's offices. As well as on the upper level, they have a museum all about Nevada's history. Really, really neat uh, museum upstairs. And it's all free. You can walk in anytime you want and go go visit either one of these buildings. Really gorgeous area, especially if you're used to Las Vegas. You should go up to Carson City, Reno area. Just go, go enjoy the landscape. It's so different. And the drive there, the, the drive there. I mean, when you hit uh, Hoth, is it Hawthorne? something like that Fernley Fallon you start to get excited about these little um little I guess we call them towns <laughs> no I'm just kidding actually I think it's Hawthorne and Fernley and Fallon are actually pretty pretty decent sized but we went to through some places I, I'm trying to remember the one I think it was is it gold goldfield I think it's goldfield it looks like an actual legit little Sort of crumbling, falling down, old Wild West town. It was really cool. My brother was here visiting the past few weeks, or he actually, he's still here today. He flies home tomorrow. I'm going to miss him ridiculously. My dog might even miss him more. She loves him. She absolutely adores him. But uh, we drove up through here, and it was just, it was fascinating. I've never driven through anything like that, having grown up on the East Coast. You know, I'm not used to seeing, like, the, the cowboy towns that actually exist. You know, you see them in the movies. Until I moved here, I literally thought that um, tumbleweeds were just made up for cartoons, and then that uh, they decided those were cool-looking props, so they added them to, like, John Wayne movies. I didn't know they were real. I thought they were, I literally thought they were props. Until I moved here, uh, the first time that I lived here, Wow, I guess about six years ago now, and one of them hit my car. And I was like, oh my word, it's a tumbleweed come to life in real life. But anyhow, so the drive up there, I'm sa- what I'm saying is, point being, if you've never been to Carson City before, you should go. It's really, it's it's a great trip, it's great history, and the drive there is really less than fascinating, if we're being honest. But it's not a terrible drive, everybody's like, you're going to hate this drive. I, I really didn't hate it, it was so different uh, than any seven-hour drive I've ever made before in my life. And by different, I mean empty, bleak, barren, but beautiful in its own way, really. So it, it's worth the drive. And then you get up there and you get to see this this cool stuff and experience this history. And then uh, across the street, so across the street from the Capitol building, you've got the Attorney General's office. He actually has an entire building uh, to himself. And then you have the Supreme Court down the street. It has its own building as well. So, that's a little bit about Carson City. And I have to say, the first thing that struck me when we went on this trip, going into both the legislative and the Capitol buildings, was how relaxed everything was. And I don't mean that in a bad way at all. I I love how here in Nevada, we have a part-time legislature. I love that. I love that we truly have citizen servants who are in this because they want to help people. 
They're not making a boatload of cash for doing this. In fact, many, if not most of them, are making less than they would in their regular jobs. But it's just, it's, it's, it's so chill. And maybe, maybe it's just me coming from Pennsylvania and having worked in the Pennsylvania legislature where everything is big and grandiose and politicians are big shots for the most part and you've got metal detectors everywhere and everything is buzz, buzz, buzz and lobbyists and backroom deals. I mean, Pennsylvania's capital, Harrisburg, is uh, quite literally a microcosm of Washington, D.C., uh, largely corrupt. And uh, don't get me wrong, there are awesome people serving in Pennsylvania. I, I was one of them. And uh, I have a lot of friends there who I have incredible respect for and they're working like crazy crazy for constitutional conservative values in a very purpley blue state, which is a difficult thing to do. But the, the way business is conducted in Pennsylvania's capital is very different. It's just, it's all big, it's grandiose, it's a huge show. But you walk into the legislative or the capitol building in Carson City... I mean, wow, it's just warm. It's inviting. I mean, you sure, you've still got lobbyists running around and pages and all that good stuff. But the vibe is just so very different than what I felt or seen in other capitals that I visited, whether that be D.C. or Pennsylvania or elsewhere. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that we have a part-time legislature. I really do. And it, I, that's one of the things that I think we take for granted. And we don't realize how blessed we are that that is how it is set up. All right, so anyway, I've got three stories for you from our trip, and then we will move on to some other things. Oh, and the weather, by the way. I had to re-remember how to drive in snow. I mean, it was legit scary at times. So much snow and rain mixed with snow. Normally, I love snow, but I don't like driving in it. And being from Vegas, I hadn't worried about or replaced my windshield wipers in a really long time. And yeah, in case you're wondering, they desperately need to be replaced. Desperately. (laughs) All right, so for my three stories, should we go to the three stories or shall we go to a break and then return with my three stories? Uh, Let's go to a break, actually. We're going to take a break. We'll play play some music here, which, by the way, if you're listening to the podcast edition of the show or you've listened to podcasts in the past and you're like, she always says we're going to listen to this song and then it's never there. That's because of the, um, oh my goodness, it escapes me at the moment. Our licensing rights. So, so there's different uh, laws governing uh, what can be played on radio versus what can be recorded for perpetuity in a podcast. So if you're listening via podcast and you hear me say, we're going to play this song next, you're not actually going to hear that song because we can't put music into our podcast because of the licensing uh, rules that we operate under. I mean, there's there's some things for like news reporting purposes and different things like that that we have exceptions to. But for the most part, if if I'm going to play a song, you're not going to hear it. So you're just going to get like this abrupt cut off and then we'll come back uh, with the with the continuation of the show. But I've been wanting to mention that for a while now and I keep forgetting and it just popped into my head. So there you go. Freebie for those of you listening on the podcast. Thanks. Sorry you don't get the music. If you want that, you got to listen live, which is uh, or, or to the daily rerun. So we're on at 7 a.m. live every morning. That's specific. Time. So if you're on the East Coast, that's 10 a.m. If you're on the East Coast, obviously you can't listen on 101.1 FM, but you can listen on our website at kvxl101.com. We're streaming there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so you can catch my show live 7 a.m. Pacific Time, or you can catch the rerun 6 p.m. Pacific Time if you want the whole Fertile Show experience with the music and everything. But if you are listening to the podcast, I'm sorry, this is a sad moment because we're about to listen to a song and you're not going to get to hear it. But it's okay, though. Because I'll be back in just a minute to talk about my three favorite things from our trip to Carson City. Don't go away. 
And we are back. You're listening to The Frittle Show on KVXL 101.1 FM, Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church here in Las Vegas. Okay, so we are talking about our trip to Carson City uh, from uh, Capital Connections earlier this week. And I said that I would tell you my three favorite stories when we got from the break. And guess what? We're back from the break. So let's go for it three favorite stories. So first off, uh, we were able to visit a Bible study that is held every Tuesday in the Capitol building. It's open to legislators, their staff, and the general public. It's called Capitol Ministries, and the couple that's been running this ministry, they've been driving every week from all the way out by San Francisco into Carson City to do this. I mean, that's hours upon hours of driving each week. That's service. That's so long, but it makes you go, wait, we don't have any churches or pastors here in Nevada that could do this? No, we do. We do. And as a result of our trip, uh, Pastor Eric Tasted up at Sierra View Baptist Church in Reno, who, by the way, was a fabulous host for our group, our thanks to them and their ministry. Uh, he and some of the other pastors in northern Nevada that were with us, they're going to be teaming up to take over this Bible study that happens at the Capitol on a weekly basis. And I don't know about you, but I think that is super cool. And that alone, in my opinion, makes our visit worthwhile because we will now have a Bible-believing pastors that are going to be in the Capitol building every single week, building relationships and influencing leaders. And I think that that is awesome. So what we did, and this precedes my, my second story about uh, my, my the second of my three stories. So just some background information here was that uh, for the past several months, uh, we have reached out to literally dozens. If I'd had to guess, I'd say well over 50 churches inviting them to participate with us in this event. And for those that agreed to go with us, we would research their legislative district for them and get them information so they could set up appointments with their assemblyman and their senator. Obviously, since we ended up with about eight churches, we didn't have a representative from every district uh, to visit their legislator. Uh, so, for example, uh, Pastor and Pastor Matt, if you're here at Liberty, they went to visit the assembly uh, woman that represents this district. And then we would get, uh, for example, Pastor Josh and Pastor uh, Jason over at Southern Hills. They went to visit with the legislators that represent Southern Hills, the district that their church is in. But we didn't have a pastor in every uh, single district. So what we did was our staff and uh, and some of our other pastors here at Liberty as well as several from uh, from the other churches, we adopted, if you will, the uh, the extras that didn't have a pastor in their district. And we those of us that had the adopted ones, uh, we visited them. That was our job, was to visit the unassigned legislators. Legislators, rather. And that is essentially what uh, Kenny, for those of you here at Liberty, you know Kenny. Kenny and I did all day long. We visited unassigned members uh, of our Carson City public servants, and we were actually able to meet with three of them. We didn't have any appointments. <coughs> uh, excuse me that's wrong we did have one appointment but we were able to meet with three individuals two of them were democrats and one of them was a republican but you know what they were all exceptionally nice and welcoming and grateful to us for pre- both presenting them with bibles and for praying with them we were able to pray with them all um and one of our visits, uh, they, the, the legislator had photos with both President Obama and then-candidate Hillary Clinton on display in his office. And you know what? I complimented him on them. I, I didn't say anything like, oh, President Obama, make America great again. No, 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 no. 
See, when you're in a in the position that he's in, it's a huge boost to your profile if you can get in with your superiors like that. And that's a huge deal. It doesn't matter what you think of President Obama. The dude's got a picture with the president in his office. That's cool. And clearly, our politics were not aligned in any way, if that's what he's showing off in his office. But that didn't matter. We weren't there to argue. We were there to thank these men and women for serving our state. And see, I don't have to agree... I don't have to agree with my leaders to honor them. I don't have to agree with my leaders to take time to thank them. And this is such a fine line that we walk sometimes, and too often we get stuck on one side or the other. We disagree with them so we don't honor them, or we think that we have to, that to honor them, we can't disagree with them. But see, there's a time and a purpose to everything. You know, I've had people ask me since Trump became president, well, why do you talk about things he does that you don't like? Why don't you cut him some slack? Because he's the president. Yeah, he's our president. I respect him as our president. I respected Barack Obama as our president. I support the person because of the role they fill, but that does not mean I have to support everything they do. And quite frankly, if what they're doing is contrary to what is biblical or what is in the best interest of our nation or of our state or our community, then we shouldn't support that. We should be willing to take a stand, even if it's an unpopular stand to take. Remember Daniel's three friends? Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael? Well, you you probably know them better as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But they stood when everyone else kneeled. Were they disrespecting the king? I suppose so. If you want to look at it that way. But I honestly don't believe they did disrespect the king. I don't believe it's disrespect to express your differing belief or opinion. Differences and disrespect are two different things. Now, one can lead to the other, and disagreement can be expressed as disrespect, but it doesn't have to be. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they stood up and they said, Hey, king, yeah, we know this is your law, but the thing is it's wrong, and God says not to bow, so we're not going to do it. They didn't apologize, they didn't back down, but neither were they disrespectful. Disagreeing and disrespect are two different things. Or they can be two different things. Not everyone is able to separate them, but they don't have to be the same thing. Does that make sense? All right, I'm getting off track here. That's a that's a different topic for a different time. Maybe we'll go back to it sometime. But uh, back to the three, my three, (laughs) I'm getting tongue twisted. My three favorite stories. So I was talking about my second favorite story. That was about uh, our visit with legislators. So my favorite legislator visit was with Assemblyman James Oscarson. He's just a really nice guy, and you could tell he has a heart for his district and a heart for service. I mean, he sat and talked with Kenny and I for probably 15 minutes. He thanked us for his Bible. He even gave us each a gold-plated Nevada quarter. Now that's a pretty cool memento, if I do say so myself. I mean, it just looks neat. It's, it's just cool. But my all-time favorite moment of the day was when we visited the governor's office. And his office wasn't over the top, but it was cool. And on display behind the governor's desk is the helm, or the, the ship's wheel, from the USS Nevada. The battleship that not only survived Pearl Harbor, but went on to participate in the Normandy Landing. That was the only vessel to do so. 
So just a lot of history and just neat stuff in his office. And the governor himself was incredibly gracious. You know, he addressed our group and then we presented him with a Bible. And that was my favorite moment of the entire day. So the only time during our visit when I was nearly, uh, nearly moved to tears. When our governor, Brian Sandoval, held up the Bible we presented to him and he said, wow, this is so special. I've never had a Bible with my name on it before. And I was just blown away by that. You know, I think my first engraved Bible I received when I was like eight years old. And this man has gone through years of public service and no one's ever given him a personalized Bible. He's never owned one in his entire life. That's just incredible to me. And the fact that we were able to give him a gift like that, what a blessing. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in our own little lives and our Christianese and to, and to look from afar at our elected officials and to point fingers at them because they're politicians and politicians are evil. After all, the word politicians, it comes from poly and ticks, which means many blood-sucking insects, right? Wrong. The thing is, politicians aren't evil. They're just people. They're fallen, sinful people who need Jesus just like you need Jesus and I need Jesus. And that's where the whole disagreeing without disrespecting thing comes in. You don't have to agree with a leader to respect them due to the position that they hold. It's so easy to complain about our leaders, but what an impact we can have when we actually recognize them as individuals, as people. They're just people, but they're people appointed by God. And we need to not forget to simply thank them for their service. You know, it it may look glamorous, but it's not an easy road choosing to live in the public eye and choosing to be a public servant with your life. You know, we met with the Attorney General, Adam Laxalt, really awesome guy. And you know what he specifically asked us to pray for? He asked us to pray for his wife and his family. Not for their health, but, or, or, or anything of that nature, but just for them as they have to deal with all the vile, vicious, rude, and nasty things that people say about politicians and their families. That was it. That's what he asked us to pray for. Not even for himself, but for his family as they have to deal with the attacks of people who aren't living in that spotlight and are just pointing fingers and throwing mud. You know, it's, it's not easy to be in the public eye. It's not all free golf trips and rides in Air Force One. And what we must never forget is that regardless of how we may differ politically with our elected officials, for the most part, I'm sure there's some out there that are they're only in the game for their own interests, but for the most part, regardless of what political party our politicians align themselves with, our goals are the same, ultimately, at their core. We want to help people, and we want to make our state and our country great. And if we're willing to have eyes to see, what we can see is that there's more that unites us than divides us as a nation and as individuals. So that's just a little bit about our, uh, our trip to Carson City. It was awesome. I would encourage you, if you have the opportunity to be in church on Sunday morning, that you be there because you do not want to miss this highlight video we are going to show. I think it will blow you away. It is awesome. 
And I just want to say thank you to the many pastors and churches and staff members who made it possible for us us to reach more than 45 Nevada legislators with the gospel and their own personalized Bibles yesterday. I believe with all my heart that God is at work here in the Silver State, and it was just awesome to be part of that and see what he is doing yesterday. All right. Time for another break? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So so we're going to take one. Don't go away. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Let me get back a story that just blew me away when I saw it on social media yesterday. It's a story about what it really means to be pro-life. It's it's incredible. All right. We are back. It's 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio here in Las Vegas. I, I was going to talk about a story... Uh, relating to the pro-life issue, but I'm going to save that till tomorrow. I just saw that uh, Fox News uh, contributor, commentator, host, Alan Combs has passed away. He was 66 years old. He died after a uh, short illness. And uh, I, I'm I'm a little bit shocked by that. I mean, he was only 66 years old in the 90s. I became a news junkie uh, by watching Hannity and Combs back in the day. Uh, what would happen is, uh, growing up, we didn't have cable in my house, and obviously Fox News is a cable news channel. So when we would go on vacation, my siblings and cousins would try to hide the television remote from me or get something on the TV before I got to it, because if they did not... Uh, if, if, they, if they didn't, then I would put on... Fox News. And I loved watching Hannity and Combs. And my parents would often watch Hannity and Combs at night when we were on vacation. And I, I really, really enjoyed it. And their their way that they were able to remain friends and yet debate. I mean, it was, it was a 12-year program. That's one of the longest co-hosted programs ever in cable history. Um, and, and you were able to watch them debate. I mean, you had the conservative pundit Hannity, and then you have progressive uh, journalist, comedian Alan Combs. And they would just debate the issues of the day, and you got to see both sides presented and both sides discussed. And though it got heated, it was always very cordial and very friendly. And I, I, I'm just, I'm... I'm blown away by this by this news right now because it's something that I remember from my childhood. And because I, I you know, I never I never met Alan Combs, but I do know uh, Sean Hannity. And Sean thinks very highly uh, of Combs, and he put together a tribute which uh, Bill Hemmer aired on Fox News this morning. And I just want to play that now, uh, as, because I think it has a lot of good and, and a lot of things that we can learn uh, from this and from their friendship and two people that don't see eye to eye and we're on opposite sides of the aisle, but we're able to have conversations for the good of our country and to help us learn and to grow. His quick wit and straight-talking style brought him into the hearts and homes of Americans all across the country. I want to take some great pride and see how I've aged you over the years. <laughs> Alan Samuel Combs. He was born September the 24th, 1950, in New York City. The bright lights of the Big Apple would one day lure him into a life of entertainment, giving way to a life as a hard-hitting newsman. A 1971 graduate of Hofstra University, Allen got his start in the spotlight as a stand-up comedian. A very commitment for a lot of people. Is it dirty work? Hello. Hello. Okay, slow down. 
a career that eventually launched him into a thriving radio career. His big break in radio was in 1984 with a drive time slot on New York-based WABC. And that's traffic. I'm Alan Combs, WABC Talk Radio. In 1987, Alan moved to WNBC in New York, a short-lived move as WNBC announced its radio division was closing its doors. Alan giving the final sign-off on the great WNBC. I'm Alan Combs. Thank you. God bless you. And for the last time, this is 66 WNBC. And in 1996, he parlayed his successful radio career into a television career. The economy is doing well. It ain't broke. Don't You don't have to fix it. Yes, teaming up with me to launch Hannity and Combs. I guess I'm going to wonder whether more people agree with me or you as the show goes on. When the show ended, Hannity and Combs was by far the number one show in its time slot on cable news and consistently one of the top-rated shows on cable. As the banter sometimes grew a bit contentious... Because you're lying! I'm not lying! You are lying. Well, Alan would always use that great sense of humor to combat some of his tough critics. No, I think it was great. All right. But off the air, Alan found love. How are you, Nice to see you, honey. I haven't called a guest honey since Newt Gingrich. And in June 2003, he married Dr. Jocelyn Elise Crowley, a professor of public policy at Rutgers University. And another major milestone just four months later, his debut nonfiction book, Red, White, and Liberal, How Left is Right and Right is Wrong. Never one to back down to controversy, his hard-hitting interview style made him greatly admired by both political parties. From stand-up comic to author to radio host to television, Alan lived to entertain you, the American people, telling the news how he saw it, and taking his audience through some of the most significant moments of our time. Today, the Fox News Channel lost a very dear member of our family, one of the nicest, kindest, friendliest people, and a dear personal friend, our friend Alan Combs. So it's Sean Hannity's tribute to Alan Combs, which aired on the Fox News Channel this morning. Uh, he, uh, he wrote a statement as well, which you can read online. But I wanted to share that because I think it's a good picture of something that we really need in our country right now. And that is two people on complete opposite sides of the political spectrum who were able to not only work together, but formed an incredible friendship and recognized that they were able to accomplish more together than either one of them could separately. And both Hannity and Combs went on to have, or well, and Hannity still has, obviously, uh, phenomenal careers, but it began because they were willing to work together to accomplish something, even though their political views and their worldviews in many ways were polar opposite. Now, that said, Alan Combs, from everything uh, I've heard and everything that I'm seeing today on social media and various tributes to him, uh, though he was a leftist, was an incredibly gracious, moral uh, man. I don't know whether or not he was saved. I haven't seen that anywhere, but everything I've seen from those that worked with him uh, would suggest that he was just a, a very gracious gracious person and um it's I'm, I'm just praying for his family and praying that they would find peace and comfort and if they are not saved that they would uh come to know jesus through this situation and praying for those that knew him and worked with him as well and hope you will do the same um 
All right, so I that's that's where we're going to end the show today. I don't really want to go on to anything else uh, after that, but I do thank you for being here today. Tomorrow is Friday, which means no politics, no politics Friday. So be here tomorrow. We'll talk about that story. I really want to share the story with you. It's a it's a story, it's a pro life story, and it's really pretty phenomenal. It's different than most pro-life stories you hear, and I think it's one that we, we should discuss. And so we'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll get into some uh, crazy, weird stories, some fun Friday stuff. We'll do a giveaway, um, so you want to be here for that. And then next week we'll resume our regularly scheduled programming. So that's it. That's all the time I have left for today. Thanks for being here. You're listening to KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio in Las Vegas. Before I let you go, let me tell you about Mario Giannini State Farm Insurance. They're one of our KVXL sponsors. They offer all types of insurance, including but not limited to auto, home, and life insurance. If you have something that can or should be insured, they can help you out. And if you mention KVXL when you give them a call for a no-obligation insurance quote, they will donate $10 to our radio station. And you can reach Mario's team at 702-982-3300. And we'd like to thank Mario Giannini State Farm for their faithful support of our weekly programming. All right, join us for church Sunday, 930 or 1115 here at 6501 West Lake Mead Boulevard. Or you can stream us online. Just go to our website, experienceliberty.com. Or if you like us on Facebook, just search Liberty Baptist Church of Las Vegas. We're now live streaming our services on Facebook, so you can watch them there uh, as well. All right, that's it. Time has run out. We're going to end the day with Chris Tomlin and Jesus. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. And don't forget to join us here tomorrow. Same time, same place.